This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, indeed. Happy game day, Houdat Nation. Back in for another hour of First Take. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak gearing you up for the noon kickoff in the Caesar Superdome. Right after us at 10 a.m. will be the Bud Light countdown to kickoff with the Cajun Cannon Bobby Bear and Christian Garrick along with Mike Dettelier. And Jeff, you know we got a game at least going on right now in London. It is currently 10-0 Green Bay Packers over the New York football Giants. Rodgers has passed for a touchdown to Alan Lazard. And other than that, uh, unfortunately for my fantasy team, Aaron Jones hasn't been doing much for the pack. And we are seeing that the Giants' Daniel Jones uh, back from injury is doing decently, two for four, twenty-two yards right now. Decently, but, <laughs> but needs, that's their qualification. Yeah, you know it's fifty percent passing at the moment. So, okay, yeah. Anyway, I don't know about that. I don't know about it decently, but so the Giants are an interesting team because it's the team I point to when everyone everyone tells me like the Saints can't possibly win a game because they have all these injuries. I mean, go go take a second. And look at the Giants injury report. They went to London with, like, no wide receivers, right? right. The, like, the number of players they have out. So, backup quarterback Tyrod Taylor, out. Wide receiver Kadarius Tony out. Wandale Robinson, rookie, out. Aziz Ojolari, a brother to uh, the the LSU Ojolari, obviously, yes. uh, out. Cordell Flott, another LSU player, out. Kenny Galladay, out. Leonard Williams, out. Sterling Shepard, injured reserve. Their starting center, Nick Gates, out. Aaron Robinson, st- starting cornerback, out. Shane Lemieux, Shane Lemieux injured reserve. All these players are like these. This is a team that lost basically half its roster. Yeah, they're three and one. Yeah, so it's it's hard to complain about anything right now. Well, I mean that's the thing. Like you can win games if you are dealing with injuries, but you have to do it the right way. You have to play clean football, right? And that's what the Saints have not done. It's it's just an excuse, right? right. Every team is dealing with injuries. Some are dealing with more than others. You have to find a way to win. Well, that's been the frustrating part indeed is because it's not been even a talent aspect from this squad. It's just mistakes, whether it's mental mistakes, turnovers, uh, the penalties piling up. And, you know, there's been winnable situations in all these contests for the black and gold. And it just comes down to, we've heard the players saying it, shooting themselves in the foot. Right. It's they're, they're not losing these games because key players are hurt. They're losing these games because the players that are healthy – are not executing, right? And right, those are exactly. two very different things. Um, you know, there's enough talent on this team to go out and beat the Seahawks today. But I'm like, you, sh- I should be sitting here confident that that's going to happen. And I'm just not. I'm not. Because I have not seen a team that has been capable of playing disciplined, quality football for the first month of the season. I have not seen a team that can go into its own building and play as if that's an advantage. 
right? Unfortunately, for, right. For the last two seasons. They've lost five of the last six games at home. Like, that's unacceptable, right? I asked a few players this week, I was like, do you change your routine? Do you, like, do you, is there superstitions? You know, <laughs> do you do you start washing your underwear? And all of them basically <laughs> said, no, you just have to go out and win a game. And With it's like, dirty well, drawers. That's true. <laughs> uh, hopefully they are washing their underwear. But, you know, it's... It's just it's beyond that, right? There is something off about how this team has been operating, and they need to make changes and 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 do things the right way because they just haven't this to this point. Want to hear from you, who that nation? Early this morning on the Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. We got Jimmy from Gretna on the line. What you want to talk about, Jimmy? Hey, hey guys, how's it going? Doing good. good. Hey, really quick. Look, the whole season's on the line today. Let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. We're sitting at one and three. We haven't played well at home. Uh, we got to turn that around. Tickets are really cheap on the secondary market. If you want to go to the game, we can't have empty seats. The whole season's on the line. I wish I could be there. Uh, um, I'm actually going to be volunteering at the Croatian uh, the Gretna Fest, and we're going to be watching the game on the big screens at Gretna Fest. We're going to be at the Croatian American Society Oyster Booth. Come get some oysters, man. After y'all are done for eight hours talking on the radio <laughs> or whatever you guys do, Come get some oysters, win or lose, on the house at the Croatian American Society Oyster Booth. Come find me, Jimmy and Gretna. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to be watching it at the Gretna Fest. I wish I could be in the dome, man, because I'm seeing these prices on the secondary market are super cheap, which is a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say disturbing, but, uh, you know, look, it's, it's early on in the season. We're one in three. Tickets shouldn't be this cheap. That tells me there might be some empty seats. So we got to pack it out. we got to make the crowd noise. I believe Andy Dalton can get it done. He had that one big fumble last week. Other than that, he played pretty well. Agreed. I want to get your take on this. Because, look, Geno Smith's kind of had a, having a resurgence in his career. I wouldn't say this is a battle of backup quarterbacks because Andy Dalton had a, a pretty uh, prolific career. You know, he's got, what, 150 starts in his career with the Bengals. So um, we got a great backup quarterback, if that's what you want to call Andy Dalton. Of course, a lot of Saints fans see him moving forward as the starter the rest of the year. I'll say this. I was never really sold on Jameis. I think he's got a big arm. Um, you know, he's he's been in the league. He's had 86, 87 starts in his career. He has issues with decision-making, and he is what he is. Um, you know, the teams blitz him a lot. He gets hurt a lot because of that. And I feel, you know, I, I wish him the best, but we have issues at quarterback one. I'll say this. The Saints have a lot of talent, too much talent to be one and three. And um, the disparity between our QB1 and the rest of the team is, is, is massive. It's like the Grand Canyon. I mean, I don't think there's a team with more talent, which is with as much instability at the quarterback one position as we have, although I think Andy Dalton brings some level of stability. So I want to get your take on that. Because like, when I look at this roster, guys, our secondary on paper looks great. Lattimore, Honey Badger, our, our defensive ends look good. Our wide receivers are stacked. I mean, we got Olave playing great. Uh, Thomas is hurt again, which, but on paper, again, we have a great team. Our offensive line is full of first rounders. So, again, I just, we, the quarterback situation, some teams go 30 years between quarterbacks, okay? Right. The Browns and Jets, the Browns haven't had a quarterback since Bernie Kozar. The Jets haven't had a quarterback since Testaverde, and that ain't saying much. Hmm. So, anyway, I'm going to hang up and hear your take on this. Where do we go from here? Because we know. Dalton and Winston probably aren't the long-term answer. They're a short-term solution. Are we going to draft a guy next year? We don't have a first-round pick. 
Are we going to find somebody in the uh, free agent market? So I'm going to hang up, and we'll see you at the Gretna Fest. Come get some free oysters at the Croatian-American Society booth today after the game. Come swing by, guys. Appreciate you, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good question. At, at this point, though, you know, it's it's far from the most important question of, like, what do you do next year? It's like, how do you win a game this right year? Right now, because yeah. Because the fact is, you know, when you don't have a first-round pick, when you make that decision to ship out your first-round pick, you are punting on the idea of, okay, next year's going to be a quarterback draft, right? If you were the Saints right now and you didn't have – if you had a first-round pick next year, wouldn't you be saying, hey, maybe we just – you know, maybe we do ship out some pieces, and maybe we this is a lost season, and we and we bring it back next time around because when things go this badly to start a year, I'll, I'll, and you have a first round pick, you start thinking maybe this is a top five pick and a draft with a lot of quarterbacks. That's not going to be the case. So one way or another, you were trying to win this season. You got to figure out how to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think you could go either way at this point with Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton just because of the health, right? Um, if, if Jameis isn't able to come back at hundred percent, right. If you are having to put him in there at 90%, 85%, whatever it is, um, who gives you the better chance to win? And that's, that's the question you have to answer if, but if, if Andy goes out there today and lays an egg, I think that you are so looking at a scenario where, and we saw this with Trevor Simeon last year, the more time you got to see him in that offense, the le- the less effective he was, right? There is an inherent advantage of a team, not knowing what you look like in an offense and, the fact that the Saints weren't able to take advantage of that in the week, in the first week that they were able to kind of keep it a mystery, that's not a good sign. Um, so I don't know. I, I think when Jameis comes back, he's the quarterback, and he's on the roster next year. I think he's probably the starter next year because you're probably not going to be able to bring in someone that will be, you know, head and shoulders above him. But I don't know. It's it's not a good situation, however you shake it. But you need to get on the winning track one way or another. I don't. I don't know how else to put it. Speaking of Andy Dalton feeling more comfortable in this Saints offense. I feel really good about where I'm at in this offense and just the understanding of it. And, um, so now for us, it's just going out and executing and making sure everybody's on the same page. And that's what we've talked about, too. It's just the, the talent on this team we know is there. But for whatever reason, they haven't been able to put it together for four quarters in a football game. Yeah. Oh, I think – for this team to kind of get things right, you need to pepper Alvin Kamara with targets. You need to force feed him the ball, just like you did last year in the first half. Um, and I don't think you need Jameis Winston to do that. If you want to make the, the best, the most compelling argument you can make about Andy Dalton starting for the rest of the season with this team is if he goes out there and uses Alvin Kamara the way that you would hope he would, which is taking advantage of him in the passing game and getting him the ball in space and not trying to push the ball downfield in points where you probably don't need to, right? Big plays are great, but if you're hitting a 50-yard pass from your 20-yard line, all that is is a drive starter, right? You, you still need to get the ball in the end zone. So it's a matter of extending drives, and that's what the Saints weren't able to do in weeks one through three, that they did a bit better in week four, right? Even though there weren't a ton of extended drives, the drives you had were long. They were, they were, they were time-consuming drives that you finished off and that's what you did not see. You know, that, that one good drive you had against the Panthers in the first half, it was a 50-yard pass and then a three and out after that. Right. Right? And that's not, that's not offense. That's yardage. That's not offense. And so that's what this team needs to get better at is actually running consistent drive-extending offense. Wanting to sound off on the Andy Dalton situation with the Saints. Big John and Metairie on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. Thanks for joining this morning, Jimmy. Big John. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing good. Um, how are you? All right. Here's my comment. 
if you stop and you think about this, Jameis Winston, he is not a starting quarterback in the NFL in any way, shape, or form. I don't think he's better than Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton's a better quarterback, and I'll tell you why. Jameis, all he does is run backwards, run to the sides. He throws off balance. He does not hit none of his backs coming out the uh, backfield. Andy Dalton is a much better quarterback than Jameis Winston. He's compelled in the pocket. He can hit the back, and I'm telling you this right now. If you watch this, uh, Andy Dalton use the different playmakers that he's going to have with all these starters now, excluding Michael Thomas, who they need to trade because he's just – he, he don't want to get on the field. But Andy Dalton's going to have a lot of weapons, and I'm telling you, the Saints are going to win big against Seattle because Andy Dalton's the type of quarterback is going to take what they give him and he's going to drive the team down the field. And it's going to keep the defense off of the field a lot more with the hands of Andy Dalton. And, that, and uh, that's my opinion. Thank you, Big John. I definitely like the confidence level of a uh, big win over the Seattle Seahawks because uh, I think we talked about it earlier with Mike Dettelier. That five-point spread seems a little bit steep to me, even though the Saints are at home. Well, one thing I anticipate seeing is like if Andy Dalton does go out there and plays well today, people will very quick forget very quickly this is literally the worst defense in the NFL. Right. Right? Like, statistically speaking, this is the worst defense in the NFL. So he should go out there and be efficient in the offense. If he's not... And you look back at last week and you see the Lions and Jared Goff with no receivers, <laughs> no Amon Ross St. Brown, no running back, go out there and lay 45 points on this team. If the Saints can't go out there and run a fishing offense, uh, that's a problem. <laughs> so that's something to keep in mind. And, you know, what? I don't really care whether Andy Dalton or James Winston is running this offense better. Neither of them have run it well. So you need to be better. I don't care who it is. Your Oakland Heart Rolex time check is two hours, 38 minutes till kickoff in the Caesar Superdome between the one and three Saints out to snap a three-game losing skid against the surprising, I would say, two and two Seattle Seahawks who have been better off with Geno Smith than Russell Wilson. Wild. Coming back with more here on WWL Saints Radio after the break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Back on first take, big shout out to sports director Christian Garrett for bringing me and Jeff breakfast this morning, getting us uh, nice and you know refreshed for this first take of uh, heading into the Bud Light countdown to kick off with him and the Cajun Cannon Bobby Bear. Also supplying our game day crew later on will be Magazine Pizza. Yeah, thanks to the folks at Magazine Pizza's 1068 Magazine for feeding our game day crew. You can dine in or get delivery, and it's the best gourmet pizza selection in town. Plus, Magazine Pizza also has pasta, sandwiches, wings, and salads. Check out the website, magazinepizza.com, and send us your text on the Okanagan Julie Talking text line. And we have a few in there, and one of them that I think is is actually you know on point. Some of them are crazy. Some of them are on point. One of them, you know, he says, if Andy Dalton goes for the rest of the year, the Saints will go 50-50 with him at best. We don't have a playoff winning back quarterback. We don't have a playoff winning quarterback on the roster right now. And I think that's fair, right? Like, if you want to look at either quarterback, Jameis or Andy, you know, one of them, they've both been questionable. Neither of them is particularly exciting. Neither of these guys has ever won a playoff game, right? <laughs> Not like we can look past, like okay, whatever. You know, maybe one can lead them to the playoffs, maybe one can't. I don't know, but to to go out there and pretend that one is the answer, then you know that for sure. You're you're kidding yourself because you know Andy's been in the league for a decade, for more than a decade. He's never won a playoff game, right? Jameis has been in the league for five years. He's never even gotten to the playoffs. So. Like, it's not a question of whether they can win in the playoffs. It's a question of whether they can win a game, period. And that's what we've got to figure out. Um, I think we have some calls if we want to if we want to throw to one of those. Yeah, love to hear from you folks. Uh, the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. We can hear from you at 504-260-1870. Going to go to Hit Sippy right now, who is headed to the Dome. What's going on, Sippy? My man, it is Sippy from the Sippy Sports Show, coming from Pontchartula, man, okay. to the Dome. Got some really <laughs> cheap tickets. And, uh, man, look, we've been going back and forth with Dalton and Winston. Yeah. I got something for you, man. I know we keep changing around and all this, that, and other. But let's go get the guy. Let's go get the man. Make the trade, coach. Go over there to the Vikings and get that number one back up in the league. Nick Mullins from Southern Mississippi, baby. Let's go ahead and make the move, guys. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, there ain't no okay now. There ain't no okay. What, what has Nick Mullins done to get you super excited since Southern Miss? Tell me. Tell me that. Okay, so when he come in for the Vikings, the man's a winner. When he comes in for the for the 49ers, the man's a winner. Every every time this man comes in, he's not throwing picks. He's not giving up the, the giving up the rock. He's not tossing it up, giving up fumbles. He can at least get control and manage the doggone game. And I think the Saints have enough around the quarterback position to where that should benefit Nick. And these other two guys, ain't nothing against them, but they ain't winners. Okay. So just to just to be clear, we're talking about the same the same Nick Mullins that is what a career what what is his career record? Let's see. Uh I had it. Hold on. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to dig up those stats, I'm I'm guessing. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to double check that, but I think he, in, in 2020 he was the starter for the 49ers, right? And I think he went what three and seven. So I mean, it's I don't know if Nick Mullins is the answer. I don't think the answer's on the roster. I don't think the answer is a backup on another roster, right? You got to figure it out. But you know, maybe a Gardner Minshew would make a little bit more sense, right? If you want to start mining the team that has taken all of your assets. Don't even mention Philadelphia because the dealings with them have been you know pretty ridiculous. I mean, uh, we we've seen. Uh, that situation with C.J. Gardner-Johnson going over there, maybe they could have tried to include Gardner-Minshew in that trade uh, to get a little more out of 
you know, more assets out of that deal, sending uh, CJ over there. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't know if the answer is really a backup on another team. Uh, I don't know who's going to be a free Definitely agent not this season. Yeah, a free agent maybe next year for the black and gold to to target that that's uh, soon to be. But right now, even the NFL draft for at least the first round selection doesn't look like it's going to happen unless you can, you know, manipulate something. We're trading. Uh, Sean Payton or somewhere else to move it back into the first round, but I'm sure there there could be a second round talent quarterback out there as well yeah. that you could add to this team, so but uh, not someone that's going to start right away. So just just to go back to that point, and Sippy, the reason I was laughing is because Nick Mullins, Mister All I Do Is Win, has a career record of five and twelve as dun, a starting dun, quarterback dun. in the NFL. I don't know if all I don't know if he's just a winner actually works. I mean, Nick Mullins is fine. Nick Mullins is a backup. He's he's solid, uh, but yeah. I, I don't know if he's better than Andy Dalton at this point, right? You, you feel good about Andy as your backup. I just don't think that either one is going to lead this offense to like a place it needs to be. <laughs> um, but we have we have Jason on the line uh, an outside take. the dome. Uh, what what does Jason have to say? Uh, getting ready for the Saints game today. How's it going, Jay? Well, it's going good, man. I'm hearing all this talk about quarterback. I don't know if you can hear me. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. I don't all this talk about quarterback, and my thoughts is that we were going to have an awesome defense that we didn't have to have much of a quarterback. But now we, uh, now we're not doing well in defense, and I just want to, you know, we hadn't talked about defense not carrying its load and what's going on there. That's a good point. You know, I, I mean, this is a team that was, you know, the reason you felt comfortable, kind of leveraging some assets this season and, and adding another first round pick so you could so you could pick up some pieces on the offense is that you felt you had a Super Bowl caliber defense. And if you played complimentary football, which the Saints have not done this year, to be fair, if you played complimentary football, you would be able to win games similar to how you did last year at the end of the season. You know, you, you don't need to have a dominant offense if your defense is playing shut down uh, football, and they haven't done that to this point, right? In the in the Panthers game, you had a chance to to clamp and get the ball back to your offense down six with about 12 minutes to go you immediately allow a 67-yard touchdown, right? The offense goes downfield and takes a 22-19 lead against the Vikings in the fourth quarter. Midway through the fourth quarter, the defense surrenders a long drive for a touchdown, right? You kick a 60-yard field goal to tie the game against the Vikings. Immediately, Justin Jefferson gets loose for a 49-yard catch. And these are the plays that, you know, you were hoping the defense would stand up in. And to some extent, you know, when you leave your defense on the field the entire first half, you are asking for trouble in the second half, and that is 100% what has happened in all four games this season. The Saints have scored 17 first-half points. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's on the defense to be better. They have not forced turnovers. You know, I think they have two turnovers forced. Um, I think they had two in week one. I think they had one last week. And in between that, nothing. Oh, I'm sorry, four. They have four total. I'm sorry. Let's clean that up. Two in week one, one in week two, one in week four. And... For defense to win you games, they need to take the ball away, and they haven't done that. So yeah, we have to create more takeaways. We got to punch the ball out more. Um, we have to have more, more importantly, ball disruption. You know, make the quarterback throw it early, uh, late, uh, get the offense. You know, not playing on time. Um, that's when the takeaways come. Sorry, I cut you off a little earlier there. I thought I timed it perfectly, but that's, that's co-defensive right. coordinator Ryan Nielsen talking about that need to create those takeaways and. You know, obviously, too, it doesn't help when this team has been, you know, coughing the ball up at an alarming rate. But you definitely th I thought I would see more of a pass rush from this team right now and also being able to generate those takeaways. 
Yeah, the pass rush, I think, has has come along the last two weeks. The yeah, first two for weeks sure. were rough. You had the RPO team, then you had Tom Brady, who, you know, he was ready to, to punt before letting you touch him <laughs> in the backfield. Um, you've had three sacks each of the last two weeks. I thought the pressure was really good against the Vikings. You know, I thought that's where the defense held up. It was in the secondary. It was Marshawn Lattimore versus Justin Jefferson, a matchup that you would think the Saints had the advantage in, but, you know, I think Justin Jefferson was targeted 10 times. He had seven catches for, like, 92 yards. That, that big catch... On that final drive to set up that final field goal by the Vikings, you know, that's you could argue that was the biggest play of the game. Um, and that's this you have to win your star matchups when when the margin is that narrow. And the Saints didn't in week four. And it was on the defensive side of the ball that you really saw that that impact. Yeah, and this defense right now going up against a quarterback this week. A little bit mobile. Geno's really not known for taking off, but I think Cam Jordan mentioned the fact that he's got some sneaky speed to him. Here's what Dennis Allen had to say about Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith earlier this week. Look, he's operating the offense very well. Um, he's, he's uh, you know, almost a 78% completion percentage right now. He's making good decisions. He's getting the ball out. Um, you know, they got a lot of speed at the receiver position, and, and he's doing a good job of operating the offense. I think he's playing extremely well. Yeah, I think that's something that going into this year with the trade of Russell Wilson off to Denver, nobody could have imagined that, you know, you see a quarterback in Geno Smith outperforming Danger Russ, who got paid big bucks by the Broncos and has been a real disappointment there. Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to some systems, like it's like sometimes the fit does matter, right? Sometimes you look at a guy who's objectively a star quarterback, but this Seahawks offense seems to be performing at a higher level with kind of a league average guy in Geno Smith. And, you know, it's it's a similar situation the Saints find themselves in, right? Where, you know, Jameis is objectively a better, a, a, a more talented quarterback than Andy Dalton. But it's not about who's the better quarterback. It's how who plays better in that system. And I think you could make the argument that in this kind of West Coast system where you want to pepper Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage and Jarvis Landry is a factor there too, Andy Dalton might be the better option. Just like you look at the Seahawks offense and they look worlds better than they did last season, it's because Geno Smith is 6'3", and you can see over the line of scrimmage, <laughs> right? I mean, that's a that's a factor. You know, when, when, you're, when you're six feet tall and you can't see over your linemen, look at Kyler Murray, look at Tua. You know, it's the same situation. And, uh, yeah, I mean, in Denver, he's also, you know, I, I do always find it interesting when you play badly and then all of a sudden, you know, the news breaks that you were hurt. <laughs> hmm. um, that's a kind of an interesting dynamic. That's what's happening with Russell Wilson right now. Um, you know, it's, it's always a question. And when the offense seems to pick up the pace with a different guy in there, you have to ask, okay, what is he doing differently? Is he seeing the game differently? Is he approaching it differently? Is he check- making different checks? Is he identifying defenses better? And, you know, I don't know whether that's true of Geno or and, and Russ, but I think you can definitely make the argument that, that Andy, as a, as a seasoned veteran, is in a better position to make some of the, some of the reads at the line. Um, and I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I think these two teams are in very similar situations, and whichever team wins today is is going to feel a lot better about where they are this season. Well, checking in on the Rouse's Market NFL scoreboard, seeing that the Green Bay Packers now up 17-3 to over the New York Giants in London. Uh, Aaron Rodgers passing for another touchdown, this time hitting Mercedes Lewis. Uh, there's four minutes left till they head to the half over there, and... I guess not really a surprise in this game. I'm pretty sure everyone had tabbed the Packers as uh, someone that would take 
advantage of a New York Giants team that, as you mentioned earlier, is way banged up. Wait, you don't believe in the in the three and one New York Giants? <laughs> I mean, they're not lucky at all. They've dominated all these games. They didn't win Week One on a missed field goal from forty five yards or anything. It's unbelievable that team is obviously three and one, and it just seems like such a mirage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a good football team. Uh, I did enjoy all the memes. Like, even they, they were like one of the last three and O teams, and it was like they'd be like, "Oh, the Dolphins, and then the Eagles, and then like, like you know, the Giants," and it was like a Teletubby, and you know, it was it was it was funny. But I, as someone who grew up watching Giants games, it is nice to see a team win a couple games. I've seen the one too, also with those three, the three headed dragon. Yes, and yeah, the one the two look really tough, and the one other one looks like it's a little spastic. Having a, having a rough time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, not the same. Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak here on First Take. Want to hear from you? Give us a call, 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Be right back with more First Take after the break here on WWL Saints Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I don't feel like we've gotten beat yet this season. We've beaten ourselves every game. So it's just as simple as correcting those small things, you know. When those same mistakes keep happening, you got to kind of get back to the basics and go start back at the foundation and build back up because, I mean, that's not something that we're characteristically known for. Hearing from Saints running back Alvin Kamara, who is listed as questionable for this game, but told us this week in the locker room that he's feeling much better with dealing with that rib injury, is ready to roll in this Week 5 matchup against the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, did mention, though, that he will have some extra padding under the uniform uh, protecting his rib injury, which is, you know, I guess that, that extra time off last week helped him heal up for this matchup, and as you mentioned uh, earlier as well, Jeff, this is a team that he has lit up in the past and hopefully can do that again. Yeah, and you know, hopefully that you're getting a representative performance, like a real Alvin Kamara in this week. Because I don't think he did in week in week. Agreed. Did not look like three. the same guy. He didn't look like you know he looked like he looked like Alvin Kamara, but he wasn't playing like Alvin Kamara. And so hopefully he's better this week. And you know, as Alvin Kamara has gone, the Saints have gone the last few years since 2021. He's missed six games. The Saints have got 0-6 in those games, right? Ouch. <laughs> and and to be fair, they also played five of those games without a starting quarterback. <laughs> so, you know, there, there's other pieces there. They played all of those games without Michael Thomas, right? Actually, no, they, Michael Thomas was there for the last one. They played yeah. five of those games without Michael Thomas. So, 
You know, the stats are, you know, stats are easy, right? But uh, here's a stat that I just saw um, that kind of blew my mind. The Giants just scored a touchdown in the final two minutes of the first half. Dating back to 2021, before that score, they had been outscored 85 to nothing in the final two minutes of the half, right? Those those possessions, and, and like, that's not a stat that you'd say about a good football team, right? Being able to score before halftime, being able to score late in the game, that is an important time. And, uh, you know, it's like you look at the Week 2 game against the Panthers, right? The Saints got that field goal blocked right before the half. They weren't able to get into the end zone. Like, those possessions, those kind, those aren't, those aren't the same value. There are higher value possessions in football games. And those are where I don't think the Saints have done particularly well this year is those kind of those kind of shutdown drives, right? When the offense scores a touchdown and you need the defense to get a three and out and continue that momentum, when the defense gets a turnover and the offense needs to just extend a drive and just have positive things and gain momentum, that's where the Saints really haven't executed. Like it seems like all the momentum is starting from scratch every drive. And it's it's frustrating to watch. And it's why you see a team that just looks like it's just all over the place because there is no building on quality play. It's it's good play, good play, good play. Gosh, that's awful. Start over, you know, and and that's something that you hadn't you didn't used to say about the Saints. We've got a lot of uh, ugly text remarks about wide receiver Michael Thomas. A lot of folks have I guess you would say we're frustrated with him and it's understandable for the amount of you know, injuries he's had to deal with recently, you know, just coming back from an issue where he had surgery, then had a hamstring injury that limited him in training camp. And now it's a toe injury that he suffered in that game against Carolina. And we haven't seen him. We didn't see him last game. We're not going to see him again in this matchup. And just another key piece to this offense, I'd say along with an Alvin Kamara, obviously, that you know, you sorely miss when he's not around. He's just a vacuum cleaner when it comes to to throwing the ball at him. You know he's always going to catch it. Yeah, you know, and hopefully this is a game where you're able to take advantage of the weapons at your disposal, right? You know, hopefully this is the Keith Kirkwood game, <laughs> you know, and, and then he gets signed off the practice squad by the Panthers and you move on, right? But, uh, yeah, I mean, this has not been a season where you can say anything has worked on offense. No. You know, from top to bottom. Except, I guess, Olave. Yeah, Olave. But even then, it's like – he, he hasn't hasn't come in wins, sure. Right, you yeah. know, it's like if you're not winning a game, then it's like great yardage, yay. You know, he won't, he's not excited about it, right? What would he do? Stats. Um, and so like you got to you got to get stuff. You got to tie together positive performances, right? You can't you can't finally make a drive to get back in the game and then allow a 67 yard touchdown. Like that's that's what losing teams do. The, the Saints are playing very much like a losing football team, and then they're losing games. I'm Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak here on First Take, and I have another break and wrapping it up on our last segment before we hand things off to the Bud Light Countdown to Kickoff, which will lead up to the noon start in the Caesars Superdome, back home in the Dome, uh, kickoff between the 2-2 two and two Seattle Seahawks and your 1-3 and three New Orleans Saints coming up soon on WWL Saints Radio. Taking a look at that Rouse's Market NFL scoreboard, we've got the Green Bay Packers now up. Just kicked a field goal, 20-10 to 10 over the New York Giants. They're at halftime. I'm Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak here on First Take. Joining us now, co-host of Countdown, the Bud Light Countdown, the kickoff, Christian Garrick. How you feeling this game day, man? I know everybody is jonesing for a victory. One and three start, man. That's And Jeff highlighted, and you highlighted a, a few reasons as to why this team is off to a one and three start, and 
Uh, they need to win in a, in, a, in, a, in the biggest of ways. Last week I thought was a must-win game. This one certainly is. The players and the coaches don't like that terminology, but they've got to get back on the winning side of things, in particular inside their own building where they had used to have so much home field advantage that's dissipated lately. Yeah, you know, you talk about that. The No one likes to hear about the must-win games. To me, this is the NFL, and you have so many limited opportunities that every week is a must-win, obviously. Um, especially right now, like you could really focus – on the standings in the NFC South where this team is dead last. Obviously, same record as the Carolina Panthers who own the tiebreaker. And it's kind of weird seeing that the Atlanta Falcons and Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be playing for first place today in the NFC South, gentlemen. Wild to think about. Um, but I never would have thought in my wildest dreams that the Seahawks with Geno Smith would be 3-1. and one. No, I don't think anyone well, had this pegged at all. What's that? They're 2-2. Two two and two. Two and two, excuse me. <laughs> Even that. Even that. Your wildest dreams are true. <laughs> yeah. Um, Even that. No, but yeah. So, like, the must-win thing, I do think it's like, yeah, it's a kind of a buzzword, and teams yeah. don't want to say it because then if you lose that game, then we'll leave season's over. You just said so yourself. But I think that when you say must-win, it's more about, like, must-win with qualifications, right? You, this is a must-win if you don't want to have to have to beat the teams that you are not favored to beat, right? If you want to be able to get to the playoffs and not have to win your last six games— this is a must-win, right? So, like, there's qualifications there. There's, Look the Saints what you can have lose coming today. up after this. That's, well, the, exactly, that's why it's important. Exactly, because you can't you can't guarantee that's going to be a stretch where you go five and one, right? You want to be able to go four and two and drop a good game against a good team uh, and not feel like it ends your season. But that's where you lose it if you start if you can't beat the Seahawks at home. Yeah. Look, I think last week I think both of y'all would agree with Andy Dalton at quarterback. I think the offense looked looked a little bit more in rhythm. And Agreed, it's hard right? to believe, but they're ninth in total offense. I never would have thought that, but it just goes to show you how these untimely penalties have derailed drives all year long for this team. Yeah, and it, it's been a nightmare in the fact that, you know, you see them taking those baby steps and then you get knocked back because of those pre-snap penalties that have been killer. I'm Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak. Coming up next is the Bud Light Countdown to Kickoff. Bobby Bear, Christian Garrick, and also Mike Dettelier gearing you up for the noon start in the Caesar Superdome on WWL Saints Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.